Percy, can we talk about hope today? Can we, my friend? The Word of God talks about hope all the time. As a matter of fact, according to Isaiah 40 and 31, it says this, But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Where would we be without hope? Where would we be without it? And most importantly, we need to understand that we have a right and access to it right now. The following program is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. The information discussed during this program is not medical advice. Be sure to talk to your medical doctor for information and advice relating to your health. Welcome to Health, Hope, and Inspiration with Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd, and Percy, hope is our theme today. It is our theme, and not only is it our theme, it is the core foundation that every believer should be living from and operating with. Especially important during times of crisis in life, like when you get a cancer diagnosis. Specifically, yes, absolutely. Believe it or not, Wayne, we operate in a spirit of hope every day. We just don't realize it. And when we attach our hope to our faith in God, it becomes a very powerful instrument that potentially works on our behalf. How do you define hope? Hope, according to the Word of God, is an eager and an earnest expectation. I'm going to say it one more time. Hope is an eager and an earnest expectation. I've often used the example that uh, if you tell someone to swim to the other shore, we need to give them a shoreline that they can look at. Mm-hmm. Hope gives an individual something to aim for. It gives them something to point to. Hope gives us the ability to expect something better, even though we don't have it in our physical possession. Hope gives us something to envision, something to believe, something to tap into that is better than the present. Hope is connected to faith. That's why the scripture says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. And so we begin to understand how faith and hope tie into our conscious being. It is where we imagine. It is where we envision. It is where we dream. That is where our destiny lies. And that's why Proverbs 13, 12 tells us hope deferred makes the heart sick. And so hope is a powerful instrument. We use it every day, but when we attach it to our godly faith, it can have an amazing impact in our lives. Yes, uh, regardless of what we're going through, we all need to exhibit hope in our lives. So we're going to talk about it. We're going to share some scripture verses with you today. As a matter of fact, we have a resource that will do just that. It's called What the Bible Says About Hope. And so this is a compilation of scriptures that basically helps to reinforce several different things. And we'll go over a little bit of that today. Where does godly hope come from? There's a difference between the hope of God versus the hope of man or the hope of people. So we'll have scriptures that will reinforce where does godly hope originate. It will help us to understand how to stay connected to the power of hope. This resource will help clarify the impact hope has on our lives. Hope will anchor us. It will keep us stationary. It will keep us locked in place. So this resource, what the Bible says about hope, is designed to provide a good biblical reference point for the spiritual principles, dynamics, and dimensions of godly hope. All right, we will dig deep into this topic here today with Percy McRae. 
but there's one thing I'd like to ask our listeners to do for us. We have so many wonderful friends who listen to this podcast each and every week. They never miss an episode. But here's the thing. Have you gone to iTunes and left a review of what you enjoy about health, hope, and inspiration? That would be so helpful to us as we try to extend this outreach to help even more people. So go to iTunes where the podcast is hosted. You may use another podcast channel to listen to this program, but go to iTunes and look up Health, Hope, and Inspiration and leave a review there to let others know what you have found to be helpful and hopeful about this program. (laughs) All right. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. They treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com and click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America use a state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. And you can learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Now, Percy, we promised a lot of scripture here today. Where would you like to begin? Well, we teased the opening uh, before we began this conversation, and so we'll start right back with that scripture, Isaiah 40 and 31, and we want to read it and unpack this a little bit. Mm -hmm. And it is a fantastic scripture to help frame our discussion for today. And again, it reads as follows, But those, but those who hope in the Lord, not in the stock market, not in our accountant, not in our 401k, but for those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's so beautifully said, isn't it, it? Well, the scripture is full of descriptions. We'll see again, we know by the inspiration of the word of God that God uses metaphors and examples to depict certain spiritual principles. And one thing that I want to pick out of this description of this scripture is the word eagle. It's interesting that when we tap into, according to this scripture, uh, the hope of God that will renew our strength, it will allow us to soar on the wings like an eagle, not a duck, <laughs> not a <Yeah>. chicken. <laughs> And I want to paint a graphic picture here. We love in America to talk about the symbol of our country being the great bald eagle. And I don't know if many people, Wayne, and maybe you haven't, so I'm going to throw this out here, has ever taken time to actually get up and close and see what an eagle looks like up close and personal. Pretty ferocious, aren't that, they? First of all, this bird is huge. It's massive. The The structure, the strength, the wingspan, and the overall demeanor of this bird is... I'm not here to play today. I'm here to get some business handled and take care of some business. It says that we will mount up on the wings like an eagle. And eagles have certain personality traits that are interesting to understand. Eagles never travel in packs. Hmm. They always travel alone. Never thought of that. Because there are other birds that travel in packs that fly low to the ground. Ducks, turkeys, and chickens. Notice we're not going to mount up on the wing like a turkey or a duck. <laughs> Just doesn't have the same ring to it, does or a tur- it? <laughs> or a chicken, because at the end of the day, they operate in packs. They have to be surrounded by other uh, uh, animals to support their sense of who they are. An eagle stands alone, stands alone in the consciousness of who he is and what he's been uh, engineered to do. We will mount up on the wing like an eagle. Eagles fly at high altitudes that ducks, chickens, and turkeys can't travel. And when we're dealing with the struggles and the challenges of life, we need to be able to rise above 
our challenges Mm -hmm. and our circumstances. And lastly, eagles are birds of prey. They're on the attack. They're not playing defense. They're playing offense. We as believers, when we tap into the hope and the power and the essence of who God is in us, we're not playing defense. We're playing offense. We're we're not waiting to come over. We're coming over. <laughs> I used to tell people all the time, I, I stopped singing this song a long time ago, We Shall Overcome. I said, no, I'm just coming over <laughs> because I've been given the authority by the word of God and by the spirit of God that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So it changes our sense of disposition and attitude when we really associate Uh, the picture of an eagle and the attributes and the character of an eagle that we can mount up on wings and be like when we tap into the hope of the Lord that will renew our strength. That's such great insight. These words are so beautiful. May I read them again? Please. Isaiah 40, verse 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. And it helps us to really tap into the power of what godly hope can do for God's people. That's the point today. And the kind of hope we're talking about comes from the Lord, doesn't it? Well, again, and this is an important distinction because when we when we dig into hope, there's a lot of sources in the world, in the three-dimensional world that's trying to provide hope to us, that's trying to give us a sense of hope or false hope, if you will. Again, our accountant, uh, our lawyer, uh, our bank account, these are all sources that, you know, depending on where you are with that, you know, gives you a sense of hope or makes you feel hopeless. We're talking about a power, a strength, and a spiritual force that comes from the creator of all living things. It is God Almighty that is driving the energy of expectation and eagerness that can potentially move us from where we are to the place God has designed for us to be. You know, I used to preach a sermon years ago called A Place Called There. It's an interesting game that we have to learn how to play that wherever you're standing, God is saying, I want you to go to the next place to go there. So I go there, but as soon as I get to there, there becomes here. Stay with me. Don't get lost. There's a new there. There we go. So there's always a new there that God is asking us to move to. And as a result of godly hope, hope will take us to the next there in our lives. He doesn't want us just to stay here. He wants us to move there. And godly hope perpetuates that movement, a progression of moving. The Bible says in Acts 17, 28, for in him we live and move and have our very being. God continually wants to move us to a new there. To become stagnant is to become hopeless. Godly hope is a state of perpetual movement that takes us where God wants us to be. And I think it's important to note that this kind of hope comes from outside of us. It comes from God. No, it's, it's not, not inside us. No, is this it? is not of our own making and being. So we, we can't muster that up or generate that on our own. That's one of the reasons why, again, for me, I tell people all the time, I have a relationship with God, not because somebody told me I had to. I came to the realization early on that there's just some things I can't do in and of myself. I need to have a resource and access to a higher power or a higher being. And I know we don't like to use that term in Christian circles, but it is appropriate when we understand the fact that God is the highest 
being. He is the highest power. And outside of us, he is a higher power than ourselves that we have access to, that we can tap into. The psalmist understood this. Psalm 62, verse 5. Yes, my soul, find rest in God. My hope comes from him. And so it's just a clear understanding at the end of the day that I'm not the biggest and baddest person on the block because I'm Percy. I'm the biggest and the baddest on the block because of God. At the end of the day, again, David said it best when he faced Goliath. He said that I'm going to fight him in the power of the Lord. So the little shepherd boy understood that outside of himself, he had access to something much larger than himself that would empower him to face his enemies. And so, yes, my soul finds rest in God. My hope comes from him. God is the source of all real hope at the end of the day. Do you have another scripture that fits there too? Romans 15 and 13. Now may the God of hope, who? The God of hope, fill you with some joy. No, (laughs) all joy and peace in doing what? In believing. See, part of the dynamic here is that we have to believe in something. So our belief is in the fact that God is the source of hope that fills us with all joy and peace. And then the scripture continues that you may abound, hallelujah, abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. So again, it really encapsulates the idea, where does hope come from? And then what does hope produce for us? Joy and peace, because we're believing, and then it will cause us to abound. So again, not just, I'm just getting by. I'm just kind of, str- I'm just climbing Jacob's ladder. I remember that was one of the first songs we sang in youth choir. Climbing Jacob's ladder. I'm just climbing the rough side of the mountain. No, I'm taking the mountain, praise God. Because God said that I could, and that all comes from the sense of godly hope within us. And we're having this conversation today because we just sense that there's someone listening who just is going through some tough times right now and just needs this word of hope spoken into their life. Well, I'll 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 expand this school of thought even further. And and dare I, you know, at the risk of stepping on any toes here, we are currently living in a climate and a time in our world and in our country where I think people are struggling to figure out what to be hopeful about and who to be hopeful in. And there's a lot of different entities that is vying for Give me your, you know, your attention and, you know, and let me produce hope in your life or promising different things that I will do or that I can do if you're trusting me. And at the end of the day, I would like to warn us as believers that that the Bible says that we should place no hope in no man, Hmm. because at the end of the day, man has a limit to what he can and will do on our behalf. And so with that being said, uh, God is the source of hope. He's the defining characteristic uh, of that, and godly hope has a powerful impact in our lives that cannot be uh, thwarted by human behavior or entities or forces of powers, that at the end of the day, we don't have to ask permission for anyone to give to us either, Wayne. We have access to that right now because we are believers and we are t- in touch with the true and living God. And it needs to be said that hope will never disappoint us. Well, and then that's the other point at the end of the day. When we really, because how many people have been disappointed by promises that people have made to them in relationships, (laughs) family members? I know I've had my fair share of those that I thought someone uh, who said they would do this, that, or the other, or I thought would never do this or never act that way, and then something happened, and I was disappointed because I had I had my hope in that individual. And I've learned over the years not to place my hope, really, quite frankly, in anyone outside of the hope that comes from Jesus Christ because when we understand that, godly hope never disappoints us. It never lets us down because the love of God has been poured out and shared in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who is given to us. And that is an eternal source that we can count on and bank on. You know, I'm 50 plus years old now. 
God has never, ever let me down. Not one time. Never. No. When hope is rooted and grounded in him, it's not going to disappoint it's us. It's just never let me down. And so he is the most reliable thing that I know. Uh, he's got the best track record of anyone that I can uh, meet and understand. And at the end of the day, God Inc. is a company that has never failed yet. <laughs> yeah, 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 right. Isn't it sad to see people who have placed false hope in someone or something and been disappointed? Well, it happens. And it's it's a rude awakening. You know, how many people have had, you know, collapsed marriages or relationships or family members, uh, moms and dads. I hear all of these stories all the time. False hope can disappoint us and false hope will hurt. But again, outside of God, hope can collapse and leave, leave us hurting worse than before. But hope that comes from God is steadfast. It is unshakable. It is powerful. And it will carry us through this life and into the glorious life that awaits us because that is part of the reputation and, quite frankly, the function of who God is because this is the reason why he's eternal. There is no beginning or end to him, so he can't run out of stuff. See, what happens with the human uh, dynamic of hope is that people just get tired. They get exhausted. Yeah. They make promises that they can't keep. They, they probably were well-intended, but their human frailty simply failed them at the end of the day. I'll love you forever until you make me mad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll love you forever until you gain weight. Mm-hmm. You know, th- those are human shortcomings. God does not love us with that. I tell people all the time, there are some people's love, Wayne, I do not want. Because, again, you'll love me based upon how you feel. It's conditional. You'll love me based upon what mood you're in. You'll love me based upon what's going on in the environment. God does not love us that way. He's unconditional. He's everlasting. He's eternal. And he's steadfast. And so love, peace, hope, these are all fruits of the Spirit that come from uh, the presence of the Holy Spirit that comes from God that we have access to that cannot wane, fade, or dissipate. The scriptures that we've mentioned already today, along with others, are included in our free resource that we want you to get now. It's called What the Bible Says About Hope, and the good news is you can get this right now by going to our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can download this resource, print it out, print out multiple copies, uh, take it with you to the office, and and uh, share it with family and friends just as a word of encouragement, God's word of encouragement to them about hope. Download it at healthhopeandinspiration.com. And, uh, of course, it's free of charge, just something we love to put into your hands to give you some hope here today. With hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa, Cancer Treatment Centers of America takes an integrative approach to cancer care. They use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored for each patient's specific needs. Visit our website at healthhopeandinspiration.com. Click on Sponsor to learn more about Cancer Treatment Centers of America or contact one of their friendly oncology information specialists about questions you may have. You do that by simply calling 866-712-HOPE. That's 866-712-HOPE. Cancer Treatment Centers of America uses state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com. I'm Wayne Shepherd with Reverend Percy McCray. We're uh, just sensing that maybe you need a word of hope spoken into your life today. Amen. Whether it's a medical crisis in your life or a personal crisis of any sort, 
God's Word has a lot to say about hope, Percy. Amen, it does. And that's exactly what we've been discussing today is nothing can stop hope. Where does hope come from and originate? How does it uh, benefit us? What are the be- the fruits of hope? And, and so as we continue to have that discussion, one of the things that we need to mention also in the context of all of that is that uh, true hope is unstoppable. Nothing can stop the hope of God in our lives. And when we understand that, of course, Isaiah 40 and 31 encapsulates this entire school of thought. There are two things that we can extrapolate from that. And that's first and foremost, that true hope can refresh us when we've expended all that we have. It can cause us to soar above, again, the mountains or the challenges of our lives. And it can enable us to run despite fatigue, walk and walk with peace. Again, the the hope of God is a strengthening spiritual element and component that recharges us when we have expended all of our own energy. And that's an important thing to understand because we get tired as human beings. We run out of juice, you know, (laughs) we just run out of juice. We run out of energy. I'm a pretty high energy guy at the end of the day. Uh, As I've often told people, I never get tired of my work, but I've certainly gotten tired in my work. Mm -hmm. And I've I've needed the strength of God to resurge me, renew me, and, and recharge my batteries. The same is true when we're dealing with negative circumstances, when we begin to get Uh, weary and we begin to, you know, feel like we're going to faint, the hope of God can put us back on our feet and and breathe breathe life back into us. Certainly, you have counseled so many people through the years. Many times they're lying in a hospital bed. You've seen the difference between a person who has this kind of biblical hope we're talking about and the person who's lost touch with hope. You know, recently I was just reflecting upon, actually, we talk about the Our Journey of Hope program the cancer care, the free cancer care leadership training program that we provide to local churches and faith-based groups uh, all across the world that, that have come to receive this training and go back to their local churches to begin to support cancer uh, patients in their communities and their churches. But I'm, I'm not sure if I've ever told the exact story of how that, that, that whole um, uh, mission in my heart began. And it was as a result of a patient that I was supporting bedside in the hospital. Hmm. And this patient was very frail and emaciated, Wayne, and could barely hold a pen in her hand. And I was helping her with executing her advanced directive that we've talked about, mm-hmm. which is which is um, giving medical directives of what you do or do not want to have happen in the event that you could not communicate them and that you put that in writing. Well, we were helping her execute that document, and she needed to sign this document. And she could barely hold a pen in her hand oh. to sign her signature. And, of course, we ministered to her and we prayed with her and and we just encouraged her with the word of God, along with receiving good medical treatment and care. She came back to the hospital 30 days later. She was being pushed around in a wheelchair. 30 days later, she walked back to the hospital under her own strength. I did not recognize this lady. And she looked like a completely different person because of what I believe and I choose to believe, along with good nutritional support, good naturopathic support, and obviously good medical care, but also the hope of God working in her, that it renewed her. It rejuvenated her spirit. It rejuvenated her physical look and appearance. And as a result of that, she asked if I would be willing to sit down with her local pastor and his ministerial consortium to share secrets or tidbits of what we do from a pastoral care perspective inside of a clinical environment because she just felt like her local church 
and many local churches did not have a real handle on that and how that made a difference for her from a healthcare perspective. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. So that's how we started the huh. Our Journey of Hope program. Okay. I, I was asked to meet a local pastor uh, in the south suburbs of Chicago with a group of his pastors, and we, we just put together a little training. And so that has grown from that to this. But again, it's an example of what I believe the presence of God's hope can potentially do in and with a person mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually. And of course, there's more information about the Our Journey of Hope program on our website, healthhopeandinspiration.com. It really is designed to empower churches to get involved and help people who are on a cancer journey. The, The whole intent of this at the end of the day is to continue to extend the mission and the mandate of the Word of God that we are the hands, the mouth, and the feet of Christ. And as Matthew 25 says, as I summarize and paraphrase, when you visited those that were in prison, when you fed the hungry, when you clothed the naked, when you visited those that were sick, when you did that unto these, you, you the least of these, you did this as unto me. So we are our brother's keeper, whether we want to accept that or not. And God has given us a mandate to make sure that we take care of those within the framework of the fold of faith. Here's another scripture that speaks to hope. It's found in Hebrews chapter 6, verse 19. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul firm and secure. It is probably my second, or depending on what I'm really trying to express, a first favorite hope-related scripture. Is it? Because what it does, it helps to paint a very uh, graphic image of the functionality of hope. I live in South Florida now, last four years, and so it's a big boating community there. Everybody's got a boat, everybody's out on the ocean, everybody enjoys the open open waters, but one of the, the items that any good boater must have is an anchor. So when he goes or she goes out to a certain spot and she just wants to sit there or kind of pause, that they throw their anchor down to keep the boat from drifting and floating off. So we've got to catch a hold of the imagery, the power of the image with regard to this term, which is being what is being communicated. We have this hope that is like an anchor. Well, what does an anchor do? It helps a a boat or ship not to drift off or float away or crash into the rocks. It keeps it steady. It keeps it located in a certain place. And so it says, an anchor for the soul. Now, here is the key to this. That's quite a word picture, isn't it? That is. Now, let's play with another word picture. The word soul, uh, we now understand that the word soul incorporates our mind, our emotions, and our feelings. That, that, that's where our soul is. That's where our consciousness rests. So we need to, in the midst of the seas of life that are trying to toss us to and fro, we need to have an anchor that holds us in place, praise God, that keeps our mind and our emotions locked in place so that we don't get tossed around because there will be seas. There will be storms in our lives. But are we anchored so that we can withstand that and then we can live to fight another day? So again, we have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. And secure. Yeah. May I read what uh, theologian R.C. Sproul said about this? Please. First? He said, hope is called the anchor of the soul because it gives stability to the Christian life. But hope is not simply a wish. I wish that such and such would take place. Rather, it is that which latches on to the certainty of the promise of the future that God has made. And when we understand the principle of that, that is why we open with saying the Word of God has a lot to say about hope, and it is an important element that we need, but that we have access to. And more importantly, Wayne, we need no one's permission to activate that in our lives. I don't need a doctor's prescription. I don't have to go to the clinic to get that. (laughs) I have access to that right now 
via the Spirit of God because of the relationship that I have with God. Let me give you a great an example. Okay. Uh, uh, it's, it's interesting to me that uh, we know people who know people that gives people access to stuff. So let me give you an example. <laughs> I often tell people, if I was Gail King in relationship to Oprah Winfrey, <laughs> I don't necessarily have to have what Oprah Winfrey has. I just need to know Oprah to get access to what she has. <laughs> Gail benefits from what Oprah has because of her relationship to Oprah. Mm-hmm. We are connected to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords because of our relationship with the Son. We have access to the Father because of the Son. And everything that the Father has, that the Son has access to, because we are heirs and joint heirs with Jesus Christ, we have have access to that as well. So today, I don't have to be a millionaire. I just need to know a millionaire to get connected to someone that can connect me. to. I yeah. don't need or want a private plan. I just need to know someone who has one, and they'll give me access to it. Yeah, we have the Lord <laughs> who owns a cattle on a thousand That's hills. That's exactly right. 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 So right. at the end of the day, godly hope can produce a powerful thing for us that we don't need people's permission to access because of the relationship to the Father through the sun. I have to think there's someone who's been tuned in very carefully listening to what you've said today about hope. And this this is what we want to happen in your life. We want to send you to the scriptures. We want you to read God's word and soak up these promises of hope that come from God. And to help you with that, we've put together a resource free of charge, what the Bible says about hope. Percy, our listeners just simply need to go online to healthhopeandinspiration.com. You can uh, see the resource there prominently listed. You can click on it. You can download it. You can print it. Yep. We're happy for you to have this. The resource was, was designed for this audience. Again, uh, we labor over these resources and we put them together for the sole benefit and purpose. And again, free of charge for this listening audience that you can put in your toolbox so that you can have access to do what that resource is designed. And in this particular case, is to perpetuate and build upon and enlarge the concept of the hope of God that is working inside of us and accessible to us today. Our gift to you. Please take advantage of it. Well, if you like what you hear, we hope you'll subscribe to Health, Hope, and Inspiration on Apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts. But when you go to Apple and iTunes, please leave a review there so that others are attracted to listen to what you enjoy as you tune in each time here to Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts because we love to have more great episodes coming each week, and we don't want you to miss out on anything. Well, Percy, we've already shared a lot of scripture today. Any final thought on this topic of hope? The final thought has been said, and then just to recapitulate all of it, at the end of the day, we as believers, because of our relationship to the Father through the Son, have access to everything that God is and that God facilitates. And God is the God of hope. He doesn't give hope. He is the very essence of hope, and we have access to that today. So wherever you may be sitting right now and you may feel hopeless, today I want to challenge you to tap into the reality that if you have a relationship with the Father through the Son, you have access to His hope that can be an anchor for your soul, Amen. firm and secure, that can help you withstand the, uh, the winds and the storms that you may be facing today. But remember... Bad news doesn't last always, and the good news is is that the best is still yet to come in your life. 
That's our host, Reverend Percy McRae, Director of Faith-Based Programs at Cancer Treatment Centers of America. I'm Wayne Shepherd. Percy, God bless you. We'll see you next time. Listen, my friend, we've got work to do, so let's keep chopping the wood. God keep bless busy. you. All right, we'll see you next time right here for Health, Hope, and Inspiration. Health, Hope, and Inspiration is produced and sponsored by Cancer Treatment Centers of America. If you or someone you love is fighting cancer, consider Cancer Treatment Centers of America. We treat the whole person, body, mind, and spirit. Our hospitals in Atlanta, Chicago, Philadelphia, Phoenix, and Tulsa take an integrative approach to cancer care. We use conventional medical treatments to attack the disease while helping patients manage side effects and maintain their quality of life by using evidence-informed therapies like nutrition and naturopathic support, along with pastoral care, pain management, and other supportive care services. Treatments are tailored to each patient's specific needs. Visit healthhopeandinspiration.com to view our cancer-related resources or to contact our oncology information specialists about questions you may have about your treatment options. Working together under one roof, our cancer experts use state-of-the-art technologies to deliver precision medicine, personalized care, and spiritual support. Learn more at healthhopeandinspiration.com.